I just want to take you just for a few moments and some thoughts. Number one, I appreciate you all being here today. And I say that on behalf of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to turn your Bibles to Psalms 27. And I'm going to read this in two different versions. Psalms 27, verse 13 and 14. First in the New in the NIV, and then I'll read it in the NLB. The psalmist writes, I am still confident of this. Confident. I'm confident. How many people have been confident before? You understand confidence. I am still confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. The next part is important. Wait for the Lord. Wait for the Lord. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Why? Because I know my confidence will not be let down. Look at it in the Living Bible. I love it. He says, I am expecting the Lord to rescue me. Watch this next word. Again. How many people are glad God rescued you again? I mean, come on now. There were times I didn't think I was even, I didn't deserve it. I, no way I deserved it. But here he comes on the scene and rescues me again. God, you surely couldn't help me this time. But he comes on the scene and again he's there. I'm expecting the Lord to rescue me again so that once again I will see his goodness to me here in the land of the living. Verse 14, don't be impatient. Don't be impatient. How many people can? My wife loves that. Don't be impatient. Wait for the Lord and he will come. Wait for the Lord and he will come and save you. How many people need a little salvation today? And I'm not talking about just your soul being saved, but you need to come out of something. Okay. He said, he will save you. Be brave, stout-hearted, and courageous. Yes, wait, and he will help you. He will help you. Can you say wait? wait. And stand strong. stand strong. That is key in this message today and for the message for the last service of 2023 is wait and stand strong. Wait and stand strong. There are people that wait and they, they fizzle out. But he's saying, wait and stand strong. No matter what comes your way, stand. Everybody say stand. stand. That's important. I love this phrase and this statement by Martin Luther King Jr. He made a statement I think we all need to hear as Christians. Or even if you're not a Christian, you need to hear this. The ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort. Let me read that again. The ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. That's when we see what metal you're made of. That's when we really see what you're all about. That, that just turns me on every time I read that. My desire, if you want to know as a pastor and as a friend and as a family member, my desire is to see everyone in here and those that call this place home, I want to see them blessed. 
I want to see them walk in prosperity. I want to see them walk in peace. I want to see them walk in completeness. That's my desire. If you want to know Alan Meshagin's desire, it's to see you look at me with a smile one day and say, it is well, Bishop. It is well with my soul. I want to see you walk in that every single day of this year. Nothing would please me more than you to drive up here into the parking lot and say, you know what, Bishop, I'm so blessed, I can't stand myself. That would turn me on. Why? Because the ways of God works. But it's in those times of great challenge and great conflict that we define our lives. We find out who we are in those times. And I want to say, and Jesus is the answer. Some will tell you, you're preaching, give a good talk, try to relate with everybody in such a way that you don't have to mention Jesus. Well, let me go on record. I can't do that, for without Jesus, there is no other way. Amen. Why? Because he, he makes a way where there seems to be no way. So it's in Jesus that I can wait and stand because I know if I hold on, I'm going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And I'm not going to wait to die. Everybody wants to die to go to heaven. I want to get it right now. I want to see it, the goodness of the Lord now. How many people want to see it now? And I believe it shall come to pass. He makes a way where there seems to be no way. And Jesus, I wait and I stand. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 12 through 13 in the New International Version. So if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. In other words, keep on standing. Keep on standing. No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. What do you mean by temptation? There are when he's talking about this, he's not talking about putting you in a sinful situation. He's talking about a test or an examination. Because the Spirit of the Lord examines us all. Now watch this. So no temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. So you've got to stand, you've got to wait, you've got to stand. The Lord makes a way for you to stand and he makes a way for you to escape. I'll ask the question, is anyone here or those that are listening to me by some other means today, have you ever had the Lord come on the scene for you and made a way for you to stand? You know I'm telling you the truth. This year, everybody say this year will be what we make of it. Nothing more and nothing less. It'll be exactly what you make of it. If you choose for it to be unhappy, it will be unhappy. If you choose for it to be glorious, it can be glorious. Nothing more, nothing less. And nothing invested. Nothing invested. Something happens. There will be no interest returned. I mean, if you go to the bank and you walk in and say, hey, I want some interest. They're going to say, well, can we see your bank account? Well, there's nothing in there, but we want the interest because you've been advertising interest. Well, nothing in, nothing out. 
That's just the way it works. Same thing in the spirit. Nothing in, nothing out. People have not understood the covenants of God. <clears throat> nothing in, nothing out. I won't get into that right now, but covenant is, is absolutely imperative. I want to be in covenant with God. So as we approach new things, as we approach all things are new and a new year, if you desire a new destination, then you must be ready to take a new path and a new direction. A new path and a new direction. You're not going to hit a, a new destination without that. You're not going to do it. What do you mean? You can't walk the same paths. You can't walk the same paths and expect to experience new things, new scenery. Keep walking the same path and expecting to see new scenery. You're going to be so sad. It's not going to happen. I have to choose a new path, the new way to see new scenery. So if you take up residence in your history, take up residence in your history, you will never walk in your divine destiny. You'll never walk where God wants you to walk. You'll never be what God wants you to be. And I am of the persuasion that you can be anything you set your heart to. If you set your mind to it, you can achieve it. Well, we'll go through that in a moment. But the main thing is you have to step aside off the old path and get into the new path, the new way. Why? Because you would be living if you step into the history and take up resonance in the history. You'll be living in what was and not what can be. I don't want to live in what was. How many people, do you know anybody that they live in what was? It's always when you get with them, they always talk about what was. I like to get with people and talk about what can be. I'll just, you know, tell me what can be, what can happen. I mean, I mean, being a doctor, you've got to tell people about their maladies and their sicknesses, and boy, this don't look good. But it'd be a great time to be able to come in and you say, you know, it don't look good, but, but I know it's going to be better. You're going to get better. Things are going to be all right. That's what I want to hear. Everything's going to be all right. But if we want something really new and we want to walk in it, then our mindset, the positioning of our thoughts, has to change. Our mindset has to change. I love this statement that I wrote many years ago. You will never go further than your dreams. You'll never go further than your dreams have already taken you. You'll never go there. Because that's exactly what God is waiting on. Matter of fact, take God out of it. If you can't dream it, you're not going to see it. Of course, I can't take God out of it. I, he is my life. He is my source. But what I'm trying to tell you is you better dream big because that's where you're headed. That's where you're going. The Bible's not wrong when it says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Because whatever you think is where you're headed. You may not be, if you're going somewhere you don't want to go, then why do you keep thinking it? You know, I'm not going to make it. I know I'm not going to make it. Then why are you surprised when you not make it? 
I'm always sick. I'm always going to be sick. I've got COVID. I've got RSV. i got this. i got that. And why are you shocked when you get it? I know I've had four relationships, and this one's failed too. Well, no surprise. You did it. I mean, it's the truth. You know I'm telling you the truth. Man, I can't keep a job. Well, guess whose fault that is? So you'll never go further than your dreams have already taken you. We have to learn through the Lord Jesus Christ and through His Spirit to press ourselves, to press ourselves. And I say press yourself outside your comfort zone if you're going to achieve greatness. Get outside your comfort zone. One of those comfort zones would be this. Make a plan to be in the house of the Lord. I mean, it's easy to stay home and, 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 lay, and with your pajamas. But sometimes you've got to get out and show up. Listen, love makes you do crazy stuff. I went and watched my granddaughters play basketball. Now, how many people know Thursday night was frigid cold? And the wind was a-blowing. And I had to drive an hour or so away from my house to go to a gymnasium to watch a game, games, because there was two of them, and they didn't win. <laughs> but love got me out because they were looking to see if Grandpa was there, Pop was there. And the minute the game was over, who'd they come to? Pop. And me, you know what I told them? You're the best player out there. Man, you are the best player out there. Why? Love drives you out of your comfort zone sometimes. You have to get out of your comfort zone. Where have you gotten comfortable? Maybe that's not a good place for you to be. Have you gotten into a dead-end job and you got comfortable? Maybe it's time to move out of it. Boy, it got quiet. The future is not someone else's responsibility. The future is our responsibility. You have to make it personal. We cannot blame. We, this blame game has got to stop. We can't blame another if we're going to reach our goals. We have to start saying, I'm responsible for this. I can make it happen. We can make it happen. All things are possible. I was created for miracles. You were created by Almighty God. And if that's true, then you were created for miracles. Huh. So I say it's time to quit pointing fingers. As we enter into a new year, next year I'll be talking more about our vision Next Sunday is the first Sunday of January. It'll be our kingdom first Sunday. But I think it's time to quit pointing fingers. It's your fault. I didn't make it because of you. I'm sick because of you. You don't help me. I'm gaining weight because of you. <laughs> we live in an excuse society. I think it's time to quit pointing fingers and start reaching into the field of labor. Reach those same hands into the field of labor without fear. Taking the challenge 
to wait and stand, taking the challenge of becoming champions, champions of faith, champions that reach out and taste victory. How many people want to taste victory? I do. If you don't, give it to me. One of our generals said this. I think it was Patton. He said, accept the challenges so that you may feel the exhilaration of victory. Accept the challenge. There are things that you are doing right now and you wonder why it's not working out. It's because God is not in what you're about to do. And he's trying to set you up for a victory. Yeah, I believe that with all my heart. I believe God has a plan. And he's making a way where there seems to be no way. And he's doing it not just for one, but for all. He wants you to step into his glory and understand that God, if he said it, he, you, you can just take it to the bank. Because he means what he says. So I accept the challenge so I can feel the exhilaration of victory. Like Georgia did last night when they beat Florida State. There is something that comes against us. Life comes against us. Life happens when you least expect it. And we do have an enemy of our soul. We all know that. You say, well, I don't believe in that. I don't believe in Mr. DeVille. But I'm going to tell you, Mr. DeVille believes in you. 1 Peter 5.8 in the King James Version. 1 Peter 5.8. Be sober. Be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour. He walks about as a roaring lion. Roaring lion. Now, if you look at it, the lion roars for different reasons. He doesn't just roar to be roaring. I saw a clip the other day of a lion roaring to bring his friends in so that they can attack these Buffalo that attacked his, the cubs and killed one of them. And, buddy, it was not good when they showed up. So the lion roars for different reasons. One, number one, is to communicate to his pride that all is well and that he is in, in, in control. <coughs> number two, the lion roars to frighten predators and prey. Number three, and this is the one that's important and I want to lean on. The lion roars to communicate that this is my territory. Hmm. Our adversary has roared. And I'm talking about the enemy of our soul. He's roared at us. Everybody seated here. He's, he's roared at us for the last few years. I'm getting tired of hearing him. He has roared that he's in control. That this is, and we are his territory. But I've got news for him. The reason he's done what he's doing, he's tried to frighten off those that could stand in faith and defeat him. That's what he's trying to do, is frighten us off with his roar. He has roared to say to us all that the world belongs to him. But I've got news. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And it belongs to God and his dear son, Jesus Christ, who gave his life for us all. 
So I say in reference to that, the world belongs to him. We stand as, as a body of believers. We stand saying that we will take the challenge. <coughs> the challenge of what? The challenge of the roar and taste the victory God has prepared for us. We will. Say, I will. What are you trying to say, Bishop? He can't have. He can't have. He can't possess what God has created for his children. So what do we do? We wait and we stand. We wait and we stand. We wait and we stand until we see our victory. If you want to know what 2024, I'm not, I'm next year, I'll, I'll Remind you of it next week, because that's when I'm really going to be talking about vision. But if you want to know what 2024 is for me personally and for this church, the statement that we will walk by and live by and pray by is this. We stand. When all hell comes against us, we stand. When every obstacle comes against us, we stand. When nobody wants to hear from us, we stand. When everybody turns their back, we stand. When the attack comes, we stand. You got to learn in 2024, either we will stand or we will fail. And I'm not into failing. How about you? We stand. We stand. Everybody say, we stand. I will stand until I see the victory. There was a decree made one, one time. By a king that said to a man, you can't pray, to Daniel. Daniel, in Daniel 6, you can't pray. You cannot pray to your God. I think it was for 30 days or so, whatever it was. But Daniel did not want to cower to the roar of the king. So they throw him in the lion's den. Daniel, don't have time to preach it. They throw him in the lion's den, and because of his I stand attitude, he shut the mouth of the lions, and the roar didn't frighten him. And because of that, the angels shut the mouths of the, of the lions. That's standing. How about the three Hebrew children? Nebuchadnezzar, he said, I'm, I'm paraphrasing now so we can move along. He said, you cannot, you have to bow before my image. And the Bible says in Daniel 3, 19, in the Living Bible, then Nebuchadnezzar was filled with fury. He roared. His face became dark with anger at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He commanded that the furnace be heated up seven times hotter than usual. He wanted that furnace to be hot. This is what Nebuchadnezzar did so he could make the children of God cower. But they get into the furnace. Daniel 3, 16 through 18, I'll give you the background. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to Nebuchadnezzar when they said, you have to bow. We are not worried about what we will, will happen to us. If we are thrown into the flaming furnace, our God is able to deliver us. And he will deliver us out of your hand, your majesty. But if he doesn't, but if he doesn't, we wait and stand. Watch, that's what they're saying. But if he doesn't, please understand, sir, that even when we, then we will never under any circumstance serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have erected. Yeah. 
It's not going to happen. So in Daniel 3, 24, in the Living Bible, it says, But then suddenly, as he was watching, Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in amazement and exclaimed to his advisors, Didn't we throw three men into the furnace? Yes, they said, we did indeed, your majesty. Well, look, Nebuchadnezzar shouted, I see four men unbound walking around in the fire, and they aren't even hurt by the flames, and the fourth looks like a god. The King James says the son of God. The three Hebrew children that heard the roar and the flame of the king, they felt all that, but faith conquered the fear and the flame. I'm almost through. On the cross, Satan roared out his big roar as Jesus was on the cross. And he roared, I'm in control. Little did he know what was about to happen. He roared out, I'm in command. This is my territory. But from the cross, another lion roared. <laughs> the lion of the tribe of Judah. Jesus Christ roared out and he crushed the head of Satan and took back what belonged to God. That's my Jesus. So this year I expect, everybody say expect, as we stand, victory. That's what I expect. I expect victory. But I believe as the enemy brings forth and even negative thoughts and negative attitudes come around us. How many people have had some people bring negative thoughts, negative attitudes? Listen, <clears throat> I believe that there, there's going to be some heroes that will answer the call. So this new year is made up of many seconds and many minutes, days, months. But remember in 2024, each minute is important to your destiny. Important, Terry, to your destiny. New year means new beginning. That's New Year's Eve. But remember, new beginning means doing new things. Not doing the same old things in a new time span. Just a different time, just doing the same thing. It may not be easy or comfortable, but... When we started to go to space back years ago, the president said at that time, when we were setting up NASA and doing that, I think it was Kennedy, he made this statement. He said, we choose to go not because it is easy. If it's easy, everybody do it. We choose not because it's easy, but because it's hard. Because that, that goal will serve to measure and organize the best of our energies and skills. Because that challenge is one that we are willing to accept, one we are unwilling to postpone, and one which we intend to win. We intend to win. And guess what? We led the way. As I start to close, our king, our line of the tribe of Judah, has roared and made it clear that all is well. We can follow him. All is well with the pride. We can follow him. And in reference to the enemy, Job 4.10, Job 4.10, you'll see it on the screens, the roaring of the lion and the voice of the fierce lion and the teeth of the young lions are broken. He'll break his teeth. He may roar, but all he can do is gum you to death because he ain't going to have no teeth. 
because God's going to take them. His ability to hurt and harm is going to be taken away. So I say to you, take the challenge and be a champion in 2024. We need to say and live all things are new. All things are new. I ask you to remember this. Life's challenges, life's challenges are not supposed to paralyze you. They are supposed to help you discover who you are. 